Unlimited Influence Podcast, Episode 37. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Sarah Boyd. Sarah is a women's leadership mentor using neuroleadership strategies to help women leaders rise and live their bigger life. With over 10 years experience in training and leading teams and a lot of life experience as a cancer survivor, Sarah has a unique ability to see the true potential within an individual and bring that out. She has a master's in educational psychology and a diploma of neuroscience of leadership. Sarah is married to Colin and they live in Sydney, Australia with their two beautiful children. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm very excited to get into this and have a chat with you. I feel like I almost need to to give myself a pat on the back for actually even saying that intro. There's so many cool and fancy words in there. So I'm sure that you'll have <laughs> yes, lots to offer kind of today. Intro. I was thinking that as I was listening to it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very brief intro, but I'd love you to yep. pull back the curtain a little and give us a list or give me and our listeners a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Yeah, so I uh, I'm, I'm women's I'm a women's leadership mentor, and essentially my passion really is neuroscience. I've studied psychology in lots of different forms, but really uh, get lit up about the psychology between behind high performance and helping people essentially rise and live their bigger life. And so I really uh, love linking the neuroscience of leadership with empowering women to step up in leadership, whatever that looks like. So if it looks like leading their own company, really owning their CEO role, or whether it's they love their work in an organization and they want to move up even into C-suite and just helping them, mastering their mind and their emotions, which essentially I believe has great influence externally as well. So mm-hmm. it's really what kind of I'm passionate about and what kind of drives me to do what I do. I love the psychology behind human behavior and I find it really intriguing myself but especially you know for someone that you that's that's doing that at such a high level I can imagine would be almost like a uh, a detective like getting in there and and getting dirty and, and pulling all those those bits of gold out yeah I I just love it I find it amazingly empowering when I learn more about myself and I suppose let get rid of those limiting beliefs or where I've been harder on myself in an area and realize that it's actually, you know, it's normal for it to happen that way and here's how you can overcome it. And I find it, yeah, it definitely, I love problem solving and troubleshooting and getting in there and getting into, because essentially I really believe that people's internal beliefs and the world that they have in their internal world, they'll eventually build in their external world. And so if we can obviously get that healthy and exciting and a sense of ease about that internal world, then that's what they're going to build externally. Oh, love that. So you work with with these high leaders. I'd love you to share a little bit more about what is your business and specifically who do you serve? Yeah, so at the moment, my business, I have a six-week online uh, video course, which is called eSchool. It's emotional mastery for women who lead. So I run online, they're self-study courses. We are, they're closed at the moment, but it will launch again in March. And so that's really just 
teaching and training and helping people get a real sense of mastery on their emotions. I'm passionate about emotional intelligence. All the studies show that if you increase your emotional intelligence, it's going to increase your income, it's going to increase your influence. And particularly for women in leadership, there's a lot of studies done that show that women at high executive levels have a higher emotional intelligence than their male counterparts. And so it really connects a lot with promotion. So I do that. I'm just about to open up spots to do private uh, one-on-one mentoring with me. And then 2017, I have a few courses coming uh, again and a group program, but that will be later on in the year. Sounds like it's going to be a big year for you. Yes, that's the plan. It uh, would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure it will all it will all pull off with a bit of grunt. <laughs> that's right. You need that, don't you? The grit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's real. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. Absolutely. So, how long have you been running your business? Can you take us back to um, yep. the point where you are now, where you stepped into running your own business? Yeah, so technically I've been running my business for about three years, The probably up until midway through this year. It's been very stop and start. We, I've been mostly working within corporates and organizations, but within the last three years since I started, I also had my two children and had time off for maternity leave and then also had some other health challenges. So it's been very stop and start. Essentially, my business journey really grew. Um, I was working for 10 years in in leadership roles and in training and development within organizations. But I had that, I suppose, what a lot of your listeners would relate with that dull kind of sense of feeling like there's more. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's more for what is inside of me. There's more than what I'm bringing to the table. And I really did have this passion to connect neuroscience and empowering people in leadership, particularly women. But I just kind of told myself this story of, you know, if I just keep working in this role and eventually one day it will just kind of all magically come together. And I was just kind of, I suppose, I was overworked and I always was running myself into the ground and just kind of telling myself this story and putting it off and putting it off and thinking if I just worked harder at what I was doing, one day this thing would come off. And it was probably six years ago now that everything came to a full halt in my life when I got diagnosed with cancer. So I was in my late 20s and um, had just finished my master's degree and my husband was running his business at the time and he was still very much in startup. And I got a phone call. Um, I saw a doctor on an unrelated issue and he sent me for a biopsy on my thyroid and it came back positive for thyroid cancer. Wow. And so that was a very confronting experience for me. I kind of was very much in this uh, late 20s mentality of nothing's ever going to hurt me. That sort of stuff happens to people when they get older. It's way off in the distance. And I, I was really, my life got put on hold for a good 18 months of the treatment. But I think even more than that, what confronted me was my mortality of you know, you, you just really never know what's guaranteed in your life. And it really woke me up. It woke me up to everything that I hadn't had the courage to go for because I was so petrified of what people would think of me if I actually took a step in that direction. Mm. And I think the gift of what I talk about cancer being for me now is I'm genuinely so glad that it happened to me because it woke me up and gave me this sense of something that I was more scared of. I became more scared of not giving something a go. I was so scared of getting to the end of my life and never at least giving the thing a go that I wanted to do. And even if it didn't work and even if it failed, but at least I gave it a go. And I think that was the gift in the whole journey. And it was just after that really that, you know, I started the business and started the journey towards it. 
Mm, wow, what a powerful story. Something that comes up in all the interviews is that a lot of people to make that that decision, you know, drawing a line in the sand and crossing over and, and doing whatever it is that scares them, they generally don't do it until they've really got their back up against a wall and it's almost like there is no other option. So, yeah. and it sounds like you reach that point yourself. So what do you think that is a tip that you could give to someone that could help them to make that decision without having their back up right against the wall like that? Yeah, that's such a great question because we, we, we want to save people from pain in that sense. I, I think there are a couple of things going on. I, I think that I, I at the time in my life was surrounded by very dysfunctional relationships and I very much believe that who you're surrounded around really contributes hugely to your self-worth and your ability to believe in yourself and believe in options around. And so that was a big thing for me. And so really just having a look at the people that you're around who are investing into your life in that way. But I think another thing is just not becoming numb. I think we've all got ways that we numb the desires or pain in our life. So we we sometimes contribute numbing or the idea of numbing something to pain. We think, oh, you know, whether people numb through overwork or drugs or alcohol or food or whatever it is. But I think a lot of times we also numb ourselves to that desire because to feel what something that we might want to feel brings up all these conflicting emotions and brings up fear and brings up anxiety and brings up insecurity. And so instead of feeling those feelings and actually facing them and moving through them, we just kind of numb it and push it away. And that's what I was doing essentially with overworking. I was numbing that desire that kept kind of popping up and kind of tapping me on the shoulder and saying, Sarah, this this is really what you want. This is really your life's work. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd really encourage, you know, your listeners to really get really real. You know, journaling practice can be great for this, but to get really aware of what those desires are for them and what, what it is that they want to do. Mm, I think journaling, journaling is a great way to not only look back and reflect on what's going on in your life, but also a great way to get clear on what you want to do moving forward. So I think that's a fantastic tip. Yeah. So what I'd love you to do is go back to that time that, that you did say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and, and start my business because even though you had gone through this massive life changing journey, and I can't even begin to imagine, you know, what that would be like. But I'm guessing even though you still acknowledge that you were out here to do, you know, something bigger and you didn't want to have regrets, you know, I'm guessing there were still some things that you had to work through to be brave enough to put yourself out there and say, you know, this is who I am and this is what I stand for and, you know, really put your your stake in the sand. Absolutely. And I feel like I'm, I'm so glad that you kind of talk about this because I, it's definitely been a journey and an evolution. I think I remember back when I very first put my very first website out, it was probably three years ago. And again, that was terrifying. Or <laughs> I, My husband and I were joking the other night about how caught up I would get when I would just write a free blog post. You know, it was just a written blog post about content. It wasn't selling anything, but I was terrified at putting that out in the world. And I think as you take those steps, they eventually become your new normal. And so that's what I talk a lot about with our comfort zone. Um, When it comes to our brain, our brain really resists us stepping out of our comfort zone and doing those things that scare us. So every single point along the journey that we have, when we step out of our comfort zone, our own psychology works to sub-sabotage us. And if we're not aware of it, we can really step back. So For me in particular, the biggest probably hurdle has always been the fear of judgment and the fear of other people's opinions. And 
I don't think that, you know, even though I had this big kind of life experience of cancer, that didn't take that fear away. Mm-hmm. It actually just made me more scared of something else. And so it, the fear has slowly dissipated as I've taken action in the opposite direction. Wow. But that action happens in baby steps, you know, that next thing outside of your comfort zone. So it's not like I went from not having a business to all of a sudden being crazy visible online and doing all this kind of stuff. It was I just kept asking myself, what is the next step to push out? And then dealing again with all those fears and insecurities and everything that comes out and just continuing to push and take action towards it. Mm. And I love it that you even mentioned that you you struggle to, you know, put those blog posts out and, and we can have a laugh about it, but that's a very real fear of so many people. I hear it just about every day that they're just even yes. too afraid to put a blog post out there because of the fear of what other people are going to be saying. So, you know, if you're listening, just know that don't beat yourself up just because you're having a struggle to do that. Go back to what Sarah said earlier, you know, you, as Jim Rohn says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're struggling to just do those little things, who are the people that you can surround yourself with that are going to support you to be able to work through whatever it is that you need to work through to get to the next step? Absolutely. And I think sometimes when we have an overwhelming fear of what people will think, it's it's actually because potentially, maybe you might want to consider that you are actually surrounded by people who are not out, not empowering you to rise and to live your bigger life in that sense. Perhaps they are people who wanting you to stay where you are and be who you used to be because that makes them feel better about themselves or whatever it is. Sometimes we have to take a good look about ourselves when that fear is really at that high level. Mm. And sometimes it's not that they necessarily want you to stay there to make them feel comfortable. Sometimes it could be just that they don't know any better. So it could be our, our parents that really actually love us and they're scared for us. And, and, you know, and they don't realize that they're even doing that, you know, in they're doing it with the best intentions to keep us safe. Absolutely. But, but it's not serving us. Yes, it's so true. There was a quote, I can't even remember who said it, but I heard it around the time I was starting my business. And they said, at first, they'll ask you why. And then later, they'll ask you how. And it's something that just really stuck with me a lot. Because, you know, at the beginning of the when you start the business, or when you put that blog post out there for the first time, or you start moving in a direction that makes you more visible, that kind of changes what people originally thought of you, you have to really, you you have to give them an adjustment period to actually get used to I'm becoming a person that maybe I wasn't before. Mm. And so not only do you only have to adjust your own psychology, you have to give people a chance to adjust their own. And that kind of quote just kept coming at me because I get asked questions all the time, like, why are you doing this? Like, what? And, and that kind of questioning, it really makes you doubt and think, oh, people don't think what I'm doing is good. But eventually, as you go on, like I'm at that point even now where people are asking me, you know, how did you do it? And what did you do? And all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing the full circle that happens. I haven't heard that before and that is really, really, it's, it's perfectly sums up what's going on. You know, if we look even at to the extent of ridiculousness, but you know, Tony Robbins, when he was in his car and he had, you know, a few dollars to his name, I'm sure there was plenty of people that were saying, why are you doing that? Why are you investing in your, in your self development or personal development? But no one's asking that now. Everyone's asking, wow, how did you do that? So that's so, so, so powerful. That's so true, isn't it? And, yeah. and I think it's to have that kind of courage and to back yourself on a level when you have no external circumstance giving you feedback that this is going in a positive direction and you're purely lying 
relying on your internal belief system, you know, that takes real courage. That, that in the anonymous seasons, I think, take more courage than sometimes when we've got momentum and we've got that external feedback going for us. Oh, 100%. Totally agree with that. There's so many of those times and, you know, I've had these chats with so many people that there's so many dark times or so many trying times behind the scenes that we don't talk about. And I think it's really important that we have these conversations to say, you know, what you see on the outside is just, it's just the highlight reel. And even though we've got brands that are authentic, it, it still is the, the highlight reel. It doesn't mean Absolutely. that we're being fake. It's just that we're only showing certain parts. But, you know, there's so many other things that happen behind the scenes. Yeah. I always think that now the amount of, courage and you know, internal things that I've had to overcome and, and work through even just to get to where I am in my business now. I, I look ahead at other people who are running their business and I just I have a sense of awe now because I kind of get, you know, I wonder what you've had to overcome to be who you are and to be at the level of service that you are in the world because none, nothing comes for free mm. and everybody has to do the journey. And so I just take my hat off to anyone who's had the courage to put themselves in the game, whatever that looks like for them. Yeah. And on top of that, what I've also discovered is that, you know, we always think that everyone else is more confident than us, that they're so much more, you know, better qualified to do what it is. And I think acknowledging that everyone has the insecurities, that the people that we look at that are so super confident, you know, they have their times of, you know, challenges themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a huge disconnect, I think, now with social media. And I think there's amazing things of what social media has brought into our life and exactly what you're talking about, the authenticity and the branding. But I think on the other hand, it has increased this sense of, I think sometimes people, uh, psychologists talk about it in the sense of that imposter syndrome. You know, mm -hmm. you look externally and you think all these people are seeing success. They must feel like X, Y, and Z. But regardless of what success you're physically having in your world, you're internally telling yourself, I'm not good enough, or maybe that was just luck and I can't repeat that. And that kind of anxiety um, psychologists have seen on the rise because of this kind of world that we're living in. I'm sure all of yourself, Sam, or your listeners included would, would have had multiple times where you look at someone online and you think, oh, that, you know, that looks amazing. But when you talk to them in real life, you actually hear the reality of what they had to go through to mm. do that or what the event was actually like in real life. And sometimes, Sometimes, you know, it's not that you need to be inauthentic because it's not, you're not going to attract anyone in your brand or in your life or in your leadership if you're just putting out all the, you know, horrible things in your life all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no one wants that. No. But I think it's amazing what you're doing, Sam, in, in having these authentic conversations so that it normalizes the real experience for everybody. Oh, thank you. And it is something that I'm very passionate about because it is important to acknowledge the downtimes. I do know a couple of business owners that have committed suicide and that's because they haven't, you know, talked openly about those times. But, you know, I also believe that exactly what you just said, the, we're doing this, we're entrepreneurs, we're business owners because we love what we do. And even though we do have those dark times, the, you know, we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have these amazing highs, these, these amazing times where, you know, where we have a, an, uh, a win with a client or, you know, some, we've been able to, you know, be an influence to someone in a positive way. So it is about the balance. So true. And, and just that service that you can bring to other people. I, I've just been amazed. At, at just learning even for myself and my own journey how much other people need me to show up and be who I am because they need what I'm bringing. And that's the same 
for yourself and say for anybody, we all need to be who we've been created to be to to serve other people. I think it's an amazing thing when we can all work together and bring our best to the table. Yeah. I had a beautiful um, attendee at a recent event and she was saying that, you know, we as a population over the world have been born into this time. We have specifically been chosen in this time because we've got more chance to influence the world in a positive way than any other generation before us. You know, we've wow. got our mobile phones in our hand. So what are we doing every single day to influence the world through that? You know, and, and she went on to say, if you're taking just selfies and photos of your cheeseburger, then you've totally missed the point. We have got yeah. such an opportunity to serve the world. So what are we doing to stand up and do that? It's so true. And I think that mentality really helped me essentially get over myself to the point that even though the fear still comes up, it doesn't stop my action anymore when I when it comes to the fear of the judgment or what other people think, especially in terms of my social media or blogs or I, I've just started video blogging and that was a huge another huge step for me. But when I finally just started, stopped looking at myself and thinking, oh, you know, how do I look here or how does this come across here and got really specific and said, how can I use my social media to help other people who maybe are at home at the moment or at work and they're feeling discouraged? Or how can I help the content to help these women who are maybe questioning their confidence and questioning their ability to help them be empowered? And it's a completely different mindset. It's a different energy that you bring to the table. And it really helps you get past yourself in terms of that that kind of train ride of of mindset that runs down the road as it's going what will they think and what about this and you get nitpicky on yourself but just to turn the whole thing around and just be like who needs a message today and how can I be that encouragement in their world oh wow and that there is the value bomb to turn the intention from yourself to how can I serve others it totally turns everything around Absolutely. And and that's what I teach my clients because while we're caught up in insecurity and we're caught up obsessing over our own perfectionism and our own acceptance and approval, we actually stop our service to other people. I think about myself when I've really been in, in most service to other people, it's when I'm not thinking about myself. Hmm. And and that whole mindset and mentality can be so empowering to get us over those fears. Love that. So I'd like to, I'd love you to share how has building your personal brand impacted the growth of your business over the last three years? Yeah, I think the more that I have gotten clear on my brand and um, who I am and, and being authentic in that messaging and even um, the language around it or the vis- visuals and all that sort of stuff, um, I think what it's done for me is gotten not only me really clear on my ideal client, but also it, it has come out in my messaging. So the more that I have tailored my brand and gotten really specific on my branding and stuff, I've really seen a huge jump in my ideal clients coming towards me. Initially, when I started out, I, I didn't really grasp the concept of branding. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, oh, I just need to put out my information into the world and <laughs> and therefore people will just like it or not like it. But I've just realized that in, the, in terms of positioning myself in the people that I want to serve, branding has become almost my one one of my top areas that I look at investing into and growing. Absolutely, because people, you know, as Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And they need to know what is it that you stand for? What are your values? You know, do I know you and like you and trust you as a person? And then can you solve my problem? You know, the tables have have turned a little bit in the last few years and the way that our buying strategies have evolved is 
you know, we don't want to do business with a brand anymore, you know, the brand of a logo, for example. We, you know, we really want to connect with that person. Absolutely. And that connection piece, I think, has been one of the biggest things of my brand. I think initially my branding was very corporate and that's what I was attracting in terms of my services. But just even this past year, I've gotten really specific on being more of myself on my website or on my social media channels and and bringing more of my authentic self to the table. And I've actually been enjoying my business more because it's more in the direction of, of who I want to serve and connecting with them. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps. Just hearing that someone's just got that one little that one little thing that changed their business makes me happy. So well done. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh. So there's like there's a ton. There's many working parts to building a personal brand to become more influential. So if you could choose three things which have had the greatest impact on the growth of your personal brand, what would they be? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I think greatest impact on my brand. I think um, connecting my personal experience to my brand. So my language around my brand is to help women leaders rise and live their bigger life for women who are tired of playing small. And I think because that was my personal experience for even though I was seeing a lot of success in the corporate arena, I was playing small for who I was and where I wanted to go. And so connecting that personal experience was big. I think the other thing would be just mixing the real authenticity about, you know, and again, it comes down to that being more visible, but connecting with people and really connecting more of yourself um, rather than it being almost like what you said before, that kind of stark logo business front Mm -hmm. and bringing that more humane um, experience to it. And I suppose the other thing is that if you were doing three things, that's a good yeah. question. <laughs> um, I think what it it has forced me to get really clear on my language and what you words I use to really be able to properly articulate what it who I am and what it is that I'm doing. And obviously, you know, still can grow more, but I feel like definitely, particularly in this last year, as I've focused on branding, I've become very clear in my own language. And it gives you more confidence in terms of your ability to sell and to step forward in authority when you know what it is that you need to say and what you're talking about. Perfect. I love those three. They're really good. And you know, something that you did mention, you know, social media is has totally changed the way we do business. You know, back in 1993, when I first started my business, we would connect with people by, you know, opening the yellow pages or the white pages and, you know, we would connect with people in our local or national, but a global, you know, it wasn't a big thing. So with the rise of social media, we do have the opportunity to connect with people all over the world, but that's only the beginning. That's only the first step. What we need to do then is take that offline and really, you know, get that deep personal connection, get on the phone, chat to people, go get out from behind your computer and and meet people. So um, I really love that. That's so cool. And I, I like, I love that you say that too, because that's where the real transformation happens is human to human. Mm. And I think it's, it's amazing. We can connect initially online and, and that can be great, but it's really that connection piece that I really brings the transformation. Yeah, totally. So if there was one piece of advice that you wish someone had shared with you at the beginning of your business journey, what would it be? Oh, good question. I think for myself, I would, I would say I wish someone had shared to be a lot kinder to yourself and more patient in the process. Mm. I think I'm naturally a hard worker. I'm naturally kind of quote unquote an overachiever. And so that whole idea of hustle that's kind of out there that may be helpful to other people who maybe struggle with that, that 
hearing that message just makes me <laughs> overwork and burn out. And so <laughs> what I what I really wish someone told me is to be kinder on yourself. The biggest thing I'm learning learning and building my own business, and particularly when you are the brand of your business. Mm-hmm. I think that your growth comes down much more to your unconscious beliefs about yourself and your money. And I think building your business can be logically easy, but dealing with the your stuff is really, really hard. And so, and a lot of the times things that we procrastinate and I'm finding in my life that I get too perfectionistic about or, you know, stop action really just comes down to those fears or those unconscious beliefs. And, and so in dealing with that, you just really need to be kind to yourself and be patient. Sometimes things take longer than you expect. Everything I've ever done has taken longer than I expect. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> funny I, when you said that. I thought that yeah. you, that would be everything. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm sure you can relate. Even this year, I, I put on a website project. I thought I was being uh, giving myself a lot of time. I put three to four months down. It ended up being almost eight months. Mm-hmm. And just all that sort of stuff where even I have already got program ideas that I want to launch that may not even come for the next few years. I'm just learning to actually, you know, realize that in real time, some things take a lot longer than you think and to keep, be patient, to keep yourself in the game and not get frustrated if they're not all happening exactly when you want it to happen. Oh, wow. I really, really love that. And it, it's so true. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing just so much value with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I've loved all of your fantastic tips and wisdom. If my listeners would like to stay connected with you, how, what is the best way for them to do that? Oh, thanks, Sam. Um, probably the best way is for them to join my mailing list so they can join my website at sarahboyd.co and there's areas there for them to join or social, just social media. So I'm on Instagram at sarahboyd or Facebook, I think it's sarahboyd.co. Um, they can see my page. But, yeah, I'd love to connect with them. Perfect. We'll pop all those links into the show notes. But, Sarah, thank you again. It's been an absolute pleasure today. Oh, thank you, Sam. Thank you for having me and I love what you're doing with this. So I'm excited to see what's going to come from it even more. Are you a coach or consultant who wants everyone to know who you are? Head over to theaccelerantgroup.com and grab your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Get ready to accelerate your business results. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.